All right. Welcome, you guys, back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. And I have a very special guest for you guys today, somebody that I've just been dying to have on the show, Lindsay Schwartz. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for being here tonight. Oh, it's like finally happening. Like we said, it was bound yeah. to happen at some point and today's the day. Yes, we have like our circles overlap in so many areas and with so many of our favorite people. And this is the first time that you and I have really, truly connected. So I'm excited yeah. to just ask you a thousand questions. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to always do this big intro for everybody where it's like, they're this, they're that, da, 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 da. And just recently on the last few episodes, I'm like, you know, I really just want to ask you, like, who is Lindsay Schwartz? Like, what are you doing in the world? How would you define that? You are literally, we'll get to this, but you are a powerhouse and you're doing really big things in the world. But what are those, like, what would you say that you're doing in the world? Mm, I love that question. And it changes day to day. It really yeah. does. I, you know, publicly what people, I guess you could say like know me for is creating the powerhouse women community yes. and podcast and all these cool things. And I created the thing that I needed. I was looking for community as a woman who's really ambitious and doing big things and always on this journey of up-leveling myself. You know, I, I was saying to my community today, I'm in the business of transforming into the person I'm meant to become. I just happen yeah. to be using business as the catalyst for that growth. Yes, And yes. that's, that's where I'm at today. And I'm, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. I'm, you know, so much more than the, than my business, but also my business is the thing that I'm most passionate about. My, yeah. it's so much more than a business. It's, it's a purpose. It's a movement. And mm. I just feel really blessed in this lifetime to have something that I get up every single day and I yeah. love to go to work on. I love it. Ugh. Even on the hardest days. Isn't that the absolute best? I mean, I, it's funny. I was just interviewed earlier today and somebody said, what is your definition? I think of success. And I said, just that like getting up, being able to wake up every day and do work that I love. Mm. That's success to me. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just purpose driven, impact driven, but that also facilitates your own personal growth and right. income. Like it doesn't get better than that. Right. You know? It That's really it. doesn't. That's so I, I am so curious because you have created, like you said, it's, it's truly a movement, powerhouse women. It's a huge event. It's a community. It's a podcast. It's all of these things. How in the world, like, I always want to know the backstory, right? Like what led you to that kind of, how did you end up here? Yeah. Well, totally by accident. So there's the the short version of it is it was never on a vision board. It was never yeah. part of my plan. And it it's this journey that started with me for the first time in my adult life, doing something that I didn't know before going into it that I was going to be great at. And wow. it was um, when I, when I just made the decision to write a book and I, mm -hmm. I wrote a book in and made that decision in a season that I had a lot of great things going on. I had a health and fitness business. I was, you know, top of this network marketing company, getting speaking engagements and doing all these things and just knew that that wasn't for me forever, but I didn't know what my next yeah. thing was. I didn't know what more looked like for me. Yeah. But now looking back, what I can see is I was in this tricky place of, I don't know if anyone listening can, can relate to this. I was so good at on the surface, making it look like I was living this really big life and challenging myself and going after these things. And no one would have known that I was maybe operating at my 70, 60 to 70%. Like I didn't wow. have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. I could show up like that, not really challenge myself and I could yeah. still get results. Now I wasn't happy with the results. Yes. I knew there was more. And so I think there's this moment where if we're operating in that, in that place, it can look as shiny on the surface as we want mm -hmm. it to, but deep down, if you know, there's another gear for you to kick into, and there's just something more for you to experience in your own personal mm -hmm. expansion, you'll come to a point where you can't ignore that. It'll yes. either start to affect your health. It'll yeah. start to affect your relationships. You'll start to like, just mm -hmm. not love yourself. Or you have this moment where you can say like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something to change that. Yes. And in this season of restlessness, um, divine intervention, if you want to call it yeah. that. One day I was on Facebook, saw a post by an acquaintance that said she was doing some program about writing a book. And it was one of those moments where I can't tell you what was going through my mind at that point. Cause at no 
no moment did I say I would like to write a book. Yeah. But I I found myself messaging her and I still on my computer desktop I keep a screenshot of this message cuz it it literally said I don't know why I'm messaging you, but something wow. said you should do that. So it, this message led to joining this program that helped entrepreneurs write books, blah, blah, blah. Joined it, gave this woman $2,000, had no idea what book I was even going to write, but wow. I knew I needed to do something to shake myself out of yeah. this comfortable, mediocre for me. Again, this was mm-hmm. my, my, wasn't my full potential life that I was living And I had no idea how much that one decision would change everything. And the book is ultimately what inspired everything that I'm doing now. But I wrote a book having no plan, no plan whatsoever for it to turn into what it is. But that's what happens, right? When we we step beyond what we know we we can definitely do, like we got our perfect plan all laid out. That's where all the magic lies. It lies on the other side of doing those things that you're like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Right. It really could not. I always say, I always say, listen to the whisper. Right. And I'm just Mm -hmm. hearing that in like every single word that you're sharing. I'm like, it doesn't make logical sense. Like the big shifts, the big pivots make no logical sense. Right. Like everything in your brain is yelling at you. Like, what are you doing? People in your life are yelling at you. What are you doing? Right. But there's just that whisper. Right. There's a knowingness coupled with, I love that you said restlessness. It's like this uncomfortable, I mean, it's such a perfect word, restlessness that we can be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then God, universe, divine, whatever you want to call it, like puts this little breadcrumb right in front of you. And you're like, you just kind of find yourself, hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully you find yourself taking some type of action and yeah. it doesn't make any sense in the moment. And, you know, I've been talking a lot recently and I always say, I'm like, this can't be an original thought because it's so good. I probably read it somewhere, but this concept of driving at night, right? Like we drive down a road, twisty, windy road, 50, 60, you know, whatever miles an hour. And we can only see three feet in front of us, three feet. Mm-hmm. And we trust that, right? We don't know what's around the bend. We don't know if there's a wreck around the bend or a tree overturned, but we just go, we're, we're just going. And then the next three feet is illuminated. And then the next three feet and the next three feet. And if we could take that and apply it to our life where we live yeah. so radically different, we're just literally standing still on the road, like, ah, I don't know what's beyond this decision. And we are just crippled with inaction. And you mm-hmm. just listen to that, right? And it unlocked so much more. I mean, I, I have goosebumps literally from head to toe. Yeah. And, ah. and that was the part that everything I wanted, what I didn't realize I was missing or what I was searching for was that feeling of being fully in this growth mode. Cause when I kept choosing the thing that I already knew before I, uh, before I took step one that, Oh, I know how this is going to go. I know this is going to work out, or I know I'm going to get the result I want. I was just stunting my own growth. And that's Mm -hmm. ultimately uh, one of my, now I realize one of my core values is just growth. I want to be growing. That's when I'm happiest. That's when I'm most fulfilled is when I know I'm growing as a person. And it just so happens that, you know, growing a business is a great parallel to put you on a path of personal growth. And and it's just been wild. Yeah. To see what's happened. But now I trust that I don't need to know the Mm -hmm. full picture. I, if you ask me what five years is going to look like, I have no clue. Yeah. And you're totally good with it because you've built that trust Mm -hmm. from leaping, right? You've taken the leap with, with no parachute many, you know, enough times where you're like, I I know that it's, it's going to be there. Something's going to be there to catch me. There's going to be a path. There's going to be an answer. It doesn't make sense now, but I know it will. And, and that's true faith. Do you find yourself having, cause I do, (laughs) do you find yourself having to remind yourself that you signed up for a life of growth sometimes when you're uncomfortable? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's a conversation I have to have with myself a lot when I'm like near tears or, you know, so uncomfortable that I'm like, wait, I signed up for this. This is what I, this is what I asked for. Choice. Yes. Yes. Not only that I opted in and I said, you put me on this roller coaster and don't let me off. I know. Yeah. It's wild. But I also, in those moments, I'll think about like, well, what else would I be doing? Right. Like really, what else would I be doing? And would I really be happy? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, that's my right. truth. 
someone else's answer may be different, but I wouldn't be happy if I wasn't growing in some way. And my friend Lori Harder always talks about this analogy that, you know, you think when you say, yes, I want growth, it's going to just be this beautiful journey, but you don't realize that growth comes on the other side of resistance. It's like the whole analogy of like lifting weights to break down the muscle. But, you know, if, if we're, if we think it's going to be anything different than that, I think that's where we can get ourselves in trouble. But realizing Mm -hmm. that everything that's happening, everything that's challenging and triggering right now is actually part of that growth. If we can see it that way. And that helps, that helps in those moments that feel really tough is like, well, what is this teaching me right now? I wonder how this is going to, how this is making me ready for that next level that I want so badly. Right. Right. Absolutely. I always say, how is this a gift? You know, that one simple question, what is this teaching me? Same thing. It's like, it, it just flips everything right on its head. And we get into that perspective of looking for the beauty instead of looking at the pain, you know, Mm -hmm. which is simultaneously happening in so many moments. Yeah. Yeah. So take me back. So when you wrote the book, Powerhouse Women, right? That was actually the name of the book too. Am I Powerhouse right? Woman, just one. Woman, woman, just one, <laughs> just one. And then my publisher said, well, you should do a book launch event. And I was like, I don't know anything about an event. So I sat in, I found a, a wedding planner who also happened to teach the spin class that I took stalked her online, found out she planned weddings. I was like, well, maybe she can help me. And I sat in her office and she's like, great, what's the event called? And I looked at her blankly and kind of shrugged my shoulders. And I was like, I don't know, maybe we call it powerhouse women <laughs> because it's now it's plural. I don't know. Like you and help a me, movement lady. was born <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. Um, I wrote the whole book and didn't even have a name. I like, that is how literally how backward I did this. I didn't have an audience. I had no business publishing a book And yet now looking back, of course I had to do it that way because now I get to show women that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have the big audience before you launch Mm -hmm. the thing. I've done this backward and now I own that truth and no one can tell me my audience is too small. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a title or an idea for this book. I was like, great, me either. What's your next objection? Yes. Because that's when I look back at why I was so restless, I had chosen to keep waiting to feel ready. Yes. And that's what I ultimately had to make a new choice because if I kept choosing to, to wait and feel ready and wait till I had the right network, the right audience, whatever it was, I would still be waiting. We very much would not be having this conversation. Yes. And I, that's what I hope everybody hears in your message is that I don't know if anyone's ever ready. Like, I mean, every single thing that I've accomplished, every new revenue stream or business or, you know, podcast or book or whatever I have done, I went into it like clueless beyond measure, but just taking action anyway. And again, what you build in that, you know, process is the ability to do the next thing, not having a clue, but doing it anyway. And that is truly the path of most successful people is they just, you know, I, I was talking yesterday and I was like, here's the solution to you, you, wherever you're stuck. I was like three steps, action, more action and more action. <laughs> like we get so paralyzed in overthinking and overanalyzing and in different trainings and absorbing all this information, but we're not moving the needle ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And so true. It's so good. Just, massively move the needle despite, you know, what your mind might've been telling you. So how many years ago was the book published? So the book was published in 2017. I wrote it in 2016. It took about a year and, uh, I tried to quit three times. Yeah. And I tell my community all the time, there's a very real possibility that none of this would exist today. Mm. And I talk a lot about this moment, those moments where I was, quite literally going to quit. I had myself all convinced very logically that that was, that was the best route. And what's tricky about it is I learned this thing about myself and I, I see this in a lot of other people, but I'll just tell my story and you, you can be the one who turns it on yourself. If this is true for you and you're listening to this, I realized that because I've done so much personal development, because I've always been working on myself, even my quit I know how to make that sound cute and like very evolved, (laughs) 
So it doesn't sound like I'm quitting. Right. It sounds like like an evolved decision. Yeah. Here's here's that moment, right? The moment where I go, wait, what am I doing? I this is such a distraction from my business. I'm taking time away from my business to write this book for what? I don't even have an audience asking me to talk about mindset and growth and business. I should probably just wait. I, this isn't the right season, right? So then we get like very evolved with it. Like, mm, it's just not a good season for me. Right. And it's this just doesn't align design. with my exactly. soul. Like, I, should like give my, yeah. I should give myself grace. Now, yes. sometimes that is the truth. And you have to know yeah. the difference between your own bullshit, if I can yes. say that. Yes, and, totally. And when you... Ha- you're being called to listen to that voice and, and maybe you are trying to force it. 90% of the time for me, it's me doing this, what I now call the cute quit, right? It's like Mm -hmm. that I want an out, but instead of just saying, I'm getting really uncomfortable, I'm having to face my biggest fears and this feels tough and everything in me wants to quit. Instead I say, oh, it's just not a good season or wow, I just don't have the bandwidth, right? We get very like, right, just PC with it. And, And I think it would actually empower us so much more to say, hey, I'm gonna quit this right now. Yes. Because even 100%. when I say that right now, that mm. word has a bite to it. Yes. And we it don't want to associate yeah. ourselves with that word. Yeah. But when I'm in, so now how I use this in my life is like when I'm in the gym and I want to shortcut the last set of my workout, not because I don't have time to do it or I'm too tired or anything. I'm just being lazy. It's yeah. my brain seeking comfort. When I, when I start to notice that in my mind, it sounds like, oh, you've done enough that's good enough. But I know that my commitment is to change my body. You've earned this, right? Instead to go, no, this is me quitting. Am I willing to own my quit right now? Because if not, if not, then it's like, just push through. You are literally not going to die. If you do this, if you do this last burpee, you you think you're going to die, but you're not. (laughs) And it's this, this tricky thing that I have to be aware of all the time, all the time, because that cute quit is what is actively right now trying to talk me out of my next expansion. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. It's so good. I mean, I literally just did this like six weeks ago. I had, you know, six weeks of like massaging a story together about, oh. you know, and stacking all the, the evidence. All the, yeah. All the evidence for why I should step away from this thing. And I got so radically uncomfortable with stepping away from the thing that I finally had to pay attention to how is this going to feel a year from now? Like I may have fooled myself in the moment or in these six weeks to create this story and even have conversations, right? I can, I can kind of manipulate minds mm-hmm. to be on my side very mm-hmm. well. And I'm like, I, everybody's in agree in agreement. And yeah. then I was like, there was just something that came up in me that was like, this feels awful. It feels awful and it feels like I'm giving up and I'm quitting and, and, and I had to just do a 180 with things and like create some new goals and, and put myself back in the game and like massively go after the thing that I had been telling myself I was stepping away from because of it was the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It is so tricky. It reminds me of, I, I say to my community a lot of time, I'm like, listen, sometimes the healthiest, most best decision you can make is to eat chocolate cake. And sometimes the healthiest, best decision you can make for yourself is to not eat chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. It's really tricky to differentiate between what is self-sabotage and what is self-love, right? Yeah. And so good. I just love this conversation around this topic. So freaking good. So you almost quit the book. This was, so this was six, seven years ago. It was. So I know the math always feels hard. Um, yes, it's, I, I always, never know I, what happened, what year. <laughs> I know. I kind of uh, consider the annual event that we do that sort of being the birthday of powerhouse women. The book came out in April. The first event was in September, 2017. So here we are seven events later, if you want to count by event and, you know, this movement, this community is so much bigger than I ever had a vision for. And what's beautiful about it is that it keeps me in the game of staying committed to my next level. That the moment I, and I don't know if any of you listening are business owners or your coaches or your people who inspire others, Mm -hmm. 
what a gift it is that I have a built-in accountability system because the moment that I disconnect from that feeling of fear that comes up still to this day, when I go to do something new, the moment I disconnect from that, I lose my ability to make the full impact that I want to make. So it puts me on this journey of always looking at, well, what is my next expansion? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always mean, oh, I hit six figures. Now I need to go for seven. In in this current season, my expansion, my breakthrough is learning to be still, mm-hmm. to do less. So hard. Yeah. To listen more mm-hmm. for my next step, for my guidance, instead of just always being in the frenzy of activity. Yeah. So it's it's just put me on this path where, again, Growth is one of my all all time biggest motivations. It's my value. And there's no better way than to put yourself in a position to serve other people. Mm -hmm. And your expansion is going to come on the other side of that. It's just, it's built in. Yeah. And that's been the most fun part of this, but, you know, getting to see other people expand and evolve along with me, Mm -hmm. I still can't believe this is what I get paid to do. Yeah. Gosh, so cool. So cool. I can't help but think too. And I know that you feel this with like probably every fiber of your being like I do when we are coaching and mentoring and talking to women who are hesitant, right? They're just like trapped in that fear box and and they can't take action or they can't kind of share their story. And I always say, listen, you don't have to like go from zero to 60 with like sharing your story out there. I certainly did not. It was like little teeny tiny baby steps over thousands of posts probably. And it took me time. It took me years, but I now look back at what I thought was my journey and my success and my evolvement. I mean, I look back and I get really emotional because I think like, God had his hand on me to do something. And I thought it was for me and my family, which it was in the beginning, but that was just one stone in the, in the pond that rippled out to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I think back and I'm like, I had no idea. I had no idea that he was using me, little old me. I'm, I always say I was just a girl. You know, I didn't have a skill set. I didn't have a certain background. I didn't have this, you know, gift. It was just me. And, and that I want other people to know that worth and that value with what that inner calling, that whisper, that where they know they're made for more, it's not just for them. Because I think we as women are so much quicker to take action for other women, right? Like had I known what was being kind of orchestrated through me back then, I would have like thrown myself to the wolves a whole heck of a lot quicker, you know, but it's so hard, but we all have that. We all have that. And so what would you say to those women that, that are just kind of stuck in, in action? They, they have this dream, they have this vision, or maybe they don't even have the dream or the vision, right? But they know there's something there. Mm. What would you say to them? Yeah, it's it's such a common question. It comes up yeah. all all the time, every single day in some way shape or form in in the powerhouse women community, a version of this question comes up and I think I think back to something that came through as I was writing the book and there were moments where I realized that I I was writing this for me. It was coming from somewhere other than me. I believe it was divinely guided and it yes. was for me to hear just as much as it was going to be for other people. It was just this simple idea that you wouldn't be feeling that tug, that intuition, that undeniable calling that there's more for you if there wasn't an equal and opposite need in the world that yes. you were the one to fulfill. And I, I actually don't believe that advice that like what is meant for you will never miss you. I think it will if it you, totally, if you're in, in, not in yeah. action. So let's just yeah. clear that up. But yeah. I also believe that we we do get multiple chances and maybe it won't look exactly the same. But I think what paralyzes so many is, well, what's the first right step to take? Yeah. And when I look back at my journey, the reason I, one of the big reasons I actually stuck with it and finished the book was that I had this idea a few years earlier to start a podcast, which now I have a podcast, but 
long before that, before I ever had a book, when I was still just in this searching mode, I thought it would be so cool to have a podcast and I had all the equipment, someone to show me exactly how to set it up. And I never started. Yeah. And when I thought about quitting the book, I had these moments where I was like, wait, I already know what that version of the story feels like. Yes. I already know. So when I think back at my journey, I think God could have used that podcast to grow me. I think the fact that I, I wrote the book and that was the personal transformation that I went through. And that was how it was achieved. I think to remember that, I think we put too much pressure that the first thing we pursue has to be like our ultimate purpose and life's mission. It doesn't. The first thing you pursue even if it's a passion project, you may, again, it may not make logical sense why you feel called to do this thing. That first step, that first thing you pursue is meant to grow you. Yes. So don't get too attached to the fact that, okay, I, I just feel, I, I remember starting my health and fitness business. And the only thought in my mind was, okay, I've become aware that there are people in the world who get paid a lot to do things that other people consider a hobby. Mm-hmm. I would think about, you know, like professional golfers get paid to golf all the time. My dad at the time was was still working. He hadn't retired yet. And, you know, he waited all year to have a week vacation to go golf. And I was right. like, huh, well, what would my thing be? Yeah. And my first thing was health and fitness. That's why what led me down the route of starting a health and fitness business and partnering with network marketing company and doing this whole thing. And that wasn't ultimately the thing that I wanted to be known for, but it got me started down that path. And I think if we stop putting too much pressure on ourselves, if we have to know the end all be all right now, most of us won't. Most people, the first business they build, the first thing they pursue, isn't their ultimate, the thing that they become known for even. Right, right. So just get the reps faster, be willing to start with wherever you feel your attention and your excitement is pulled Mm -hmm. toward and know that that's going to lead you to the next thing. It's going to grow you into the person you need to be. And I really wish I could go back to 25 year old me who was waiting to have like the perfect plan and every step perfectly laid out before I started and just started sooner. I really wish I could go back and I wouldn't change every anything. I really wouldn't because it's made me who I am today. But if I could give that version of me advice, that's what it would be. Oh, That's so good. It's so good because I I look back with the same thing. It's I had written a book. I mean, it was interviews of actually it was uh, I've never talked about this on air, but it was I had interviewed probably 50 or 60 women for a book when I was I was in my late 20s. And like, I saw it like I saw like the Today Show. I saw like I could just see this vision and it was big and I never wrote the book. I never wrote the book. And Mm -hmm. so I had that feeling of like, I know what it feels like to feel like that was my ticket and I missed it. And I do think just like you said, I I missed that opportunity. That doesn't mean it doesn't come back around in a different form or fashion, Mm -hmm. but man, that doesn't feel good. It does not feel good at all. And so hopefully if you've had that experience, right, you can be encouraged to take that next leap of faith and and you and I can both attest to, you just said it, it's like, we've all, we have both done things that we never would have connected the puzzle pieces to where we are now, mm. but they were exactly what we needed to become and to gain the skill set to take us to the next thing that like unlock the next level. Really? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw a real, when I was, I was kind of refreshing, you know, at my mind and everything this afternoon. And there was one reel on, on this topic that you had shared. And I was like, God, she's my people. And it was like, you know, where people will say like, well, how did you do that? What did you do? How did you get there? And the question they don't ask is who did you have to become? And I think there is so, we just don't talk about that enough. So will you talk about that? Yeah. Who did you have to become? That's where all of the secrets, if there are any, lie in anyone's story. If you really study, and this is something, I don't know why I've always just been curious in this way. Uh, I love to study successful people. Mm -hmm. And when I say successful, I don't just mean financially or in business. I love to study people who have great relationships or Mm -hmm. who just, they're just happy in a life situation that most people wouldn't be able to maintain that level of peace and happiness. And I just love to study, like, how do they 
think? What's Mm -hmm. different? What is it that I'm resonating with here? And ultimately that comes down to like their identity, the identity that how they see the world has them show up in such a way that either naturally produces that result that they have, that maybe I aspire to have a similar result or now I feel like success to me is so much more of like how someone is showing up in life. Yes. You know, I, I'm yes. not as, not as in, inspired by just results. Yeah. I want results and I want to be happy. I want results and I want my marriage to be enriched. I want results in my, you know, my business and, and I want my health to improve. Like yeah. how can I play that game? And so I just ask different questions, right? Who, who do I have to become in order to have that? You know, what are some of the habits that I currently embody that maybe can't come with me where I'm going next? And one of my favorite quotes uh, by Dr. Joe Dispenza says, in order to step into a new future, we must first confront the parts of us that aren't going there. So there's always this this learning and unlearning process, this becoming and unbecoming. And I used to look at that through the lens of there's a problem with who I am right now and I need to fix it in order right. to, to go to this next level versus, wow, there are, there. it's so cool to be at the point of my evolution where I'm like, holy crap, the things that I'm outgrowing now are actually qualities about myself that I love. These yeah. have actually worked for me. Yeah, they got that worked here. really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not what's going to get me to the next level. And yes. the more I've kind of settled into the fact that that's the actual journey I'm on, it's the evo- yeah. the self-evolution, mm-hmm. whatever I get to do in business along that ride, cool. But at the end of the day, I want to get to the end of my life and feel like I've been used up, like yes. feel like all my potential, like a, I'm squeezing out yes. a towel with my hands, like wringing out a towel, like all the potential that I had in this human lifetime, I used in one way, shape or form. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I feel uh, utterly like every fiber of my being feels the exact same way. And I love Joe Dispenza. I really actually, I'm, I'm going to try to get to one of his seven day retreats this year. I'm like, ah, uh, and again, just a call, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm like, I don't have the time. I can't do that. And I'm like, no, oh, I, it's, know. I, I just, just got know. back. It's, oh, you did. Oh, it is. It is a whole, oh it's almost like not words. You can't put it into words. Yeah. You basically I, meditate for seven days. Yeah. I you come, you can't people. come back the same person. Yeah. Not many people geek out over a Joe Dispenza <laughs> retreat, yeah. but I am yeah. totally, totally excited. Um, it's so cool. And, you know, I've talked a lot. I remember I studied um, neurolinguistic programming and I'm certified in all of that. And I remember, and it, it, you know how you hear things and you're studying and you're like, I know that it's common sense, but it like just hits you. Mm. And my teacher was talking about how, you know, we, we talk and we study habits so much as people in the post personal growth space, and we kind of hammer away at these habits. And he was talking about identity being under that though. And he said, you know, we work so hard to, you know, eat well, or, or, you know, do whatever we know we have to work on the habits to get the result, but we're hammering away at these habits without looking at our identity. Right. And when we can shift our identity, when we see ourselves different, when we start to, you know, write out even a new identity of the person that we're trying to step into, then it's like the habits just fall into place. We just do those things if we're operating from that, from that place in that space. And, you know, we, I don't think we hear half as much about identity work and who we are and who we want to become versus how much we hear about, you know, habits these days. Mm. I love habit work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love habit stacking and all of that stuff. Yeah. But what's the foundation of that is identity. Yep. And I think it's because that's the, well, I guess habit changes like this too, but it's kind of boring and repetitive. It's quite literally like developing the muscle of noticing your thoughts on a day-to-day basis, noticing the ones that need to shift, practicing shifting those, envisioning your future. And it's just, you just have to do that every day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day. And every day. Just every on moment repeat. of every day. <laughs> yeah. And, and that takes intentionality. Yeah. It takes developing that muscle. It's not as sexy because you can't say, oh, in 30 days, you're going to be a whole new person. No, right. in 30 years, you will be if you yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. But, but who knows how long it's going to take. So I know I'm, I'm constantly doing this dance between, you know, even creating programs. And I wonder if you feel this way too, with, you know, selling people what they think they want 
But then also it's not like a bait and switch. It's just sort of like, you might think you want this result and I'm going to get you there. Mm -hmm. It's just might maybe not going to come in the way that you thought, because we first have to address these three things that are completely blocking you from seeing the very real opportunities that are all around you before you can step into that and not just achieve a result and get this one time like check mark. Mm-hmm. check this off or hit a, an arbitrary number on a scale, but we're like, you just, that's who you live as, right. And you effortlessly maintain it. Yes. And yeah, that's not as sexy as here right. are my three secrets to right. your six figure business or right. your right. smaller waistline, whatever that is. And I, I think as a society, we are waking up to that. Like yes. we're waking up to the fact that the quick fixes in any any area you want to see real change aren't real. It's just yeah, there's not, not there's no not such thing. All. And that's a harder sell. <laughs> yeah, it's such a harder sell. I mean, even like looking at, you know, business courses and business classes, that is not in the hard sell category, you know, mm-hmm. becoming, evolving the inside work. But that's what unlocks everything else, mm-hmm. everything else. Oh, okay. So I want to go back really quickly. I want to go back to the involvement of powerhouse women, right? So you have the book, you have the launch, and then where does the idea to, I mean, was the first book launch kind of your first powerhouse women event? Yeah. So I did a, so through this program that helped me write the book, it was sort of this hybrid self-publishing. So I was fully responsible for all the book marketing. And quite honestly, at that point, I was so still working through my own mental blocks to the point where I would have preferred if no one bought the book. I just did it to prove that I could. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Real people are going to read this and have an opinion about it. And I, I didn't really think that through. But my good thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. My editor and publisher said you should do a book launch event. And up till that point, two weeks before the book came out, I told no one I was writing it. I wrote it wow. completely in secret, not sure if I would finish. And so I created this little Facebook event saying, hey, you know, book launch day. And, and at I, this point, there's no Instagram following or anything. No, right? we didn't yeah. have an Instagram for the brand. I had a little Facebook following. I wasn't, I'm, I don't even think I had Instagram at that point. And I remember on launch day, and this will tie into your question, but this this piece is important. On launch day, this was all on Facebook without really telling, I did a terrible job marketing this book because I didn't want people to read it. Yeah. I remember throughout the day losing count at like 50 people in my life had shared the link, had everyone down to like, I remember like my fourth grade reading teacher, which I didn't even know she was alive, much less on Facebook. so proud. And just seeing people show up for me. And I had this moment, and this is important to talk about the growth of the community. I had this moment where I realized, wow, I did this whole thing, wrote this whole book on my own, essentially, I did have a community of these other authors, but I didn't know all of this support was waiting for me. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten in my own way so much if I knew there were other people who were going to show up for me in this way. Yeah. And how many other women are delaying their big idea and and slowing themselves down because they don't feel supported. Mm -hmm. And that little seed was planted. Mm -hmm. My publisher says you should do a book launch event. I with the help of this spin instructor slash wedding planner (laughs) put on this first event. And I had no offer, no, like, no, I had a a beautiful agenda and plan and these amazing women and and speakers. But afterward, I remember on stage, I just kind of waved and I was like, well, thanks for coming. And people said, well, what's next? I said, this is literally it. This is, I have not thought beyond this But then, you know, I went home and I was different. I just was changed on the other side of doing something where you have a breakthrough like that. And you prove to yourself that you can do it. You can do it. And it feels so good to push beyond those boundaries. I, I sat with it for a while. And finally it was, it was early the following year. I said, well, I guess we could do another event. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. So it just started by listening first and foremost to the people who were showing up and resonating with the message. Yeah. And I was shocked that people were, it was, it blew my mind. And as people started to read the book and resonate with it and and ask for more, I just listened. And so I said, well, okay, I guess we'll do another event. 
And then at that point, this was 2018, I, I realized, okay, this is a thing. This really is a thing. And I had this moment, I don't know why this is just coming up to share. So clearly this is for somebody between 2018 and 2019. So this is two years into the brand. I wasn't even really monetizing it. I was hosting these annual events, just kind of pouring everything back into the event cost neutral, maybe losing a little bit of money, not really monetizing it, started to build a little Instagram following, but there was a moment where I knew I was either going to go all in Mm. or this was just going to be it. Because yeah. I, I was kind of still like playing. I wasn't, yeah. there was no real plan. I really still thought building my network marketing business was going to be kind of like my ticket to freedom and yeah. you know, all the financial goals I had. And I remember, and back to what you said earlier about it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't make any logical sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had this moment between 2018 and 2019, our events, and I just knew, I knew I was being pulled in the direction to go all in on this idea. The beautiful thing about network marketing is, like I stepped away, but I do still today still get a little bit of residual income from that. So I wasn't completely cutting off an income stream. I want to be really clear to share that, but I energetically gave myself permission that I was going to disappoint some people, Yeah, but a lot of people were not going to get it. And I was going to give myself full permission to lean into this idea, not sure even how I was going to make money from it. Yeah. And within- That's the leap, right? Like that's that's the leap leap of faith. I love it. it. Right. And to be okay, that it was going to disappoint a lot of people who expected me to show up as the other person and and in that other world. And within that first year of making that decision, we had our first six figure year, our first six figure launch. And, and I say that I, I like to use numbers, not to impress anybody, but to share. And I didn't say this part. I, could never quite break through the six figure mark in network marketing. It was almost yeah. comical. I would get yeah. so close and be like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure we're hitting it this year. And I'd get like the, the statement at the end of the year and be like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> you're like five dollars shy. Away. Exactly. <laughs> and it so it was clear to me that it was some block that I wasn't overcoming. And back to mm. the point of because I was so comfortable in mm. that world. I was only showing up in ways that felt comfortable. Could I have had this same breakthrough and and had these realizations in that world? Of course I could have. Yeah. It just so happened to take me in this other direction where, you know, I started to realize, oh, this is what I was missing all along. I Mm -hmm. wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't, I wasn't fully stepping into who I needed to embody, the identity I needed to embody to have the kind of success I wanted. I thought I was, but I was just playing around. I was just staying comfortable and staying within what I could control. So that's the year that I just fully owned, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for real. And since that point, you know, just to see the growth, you know, now we have the podcast, we have this annual event that's sold out every year. Women come from around the world. It's wild. I still can't believe that I say that out loud. And, and right now I'm on the precipice of we're making some big shifts in the brand. And and it's like that next evolution of what does it look like to go all in on the vision for what's next? And right. can I trust that if I take some of my biggest revenue streams and put them on pause and because yeah. I'm getting that very clear intuition, can I trust that again like I did in the beginning? Yeah. And it's just this nonstop journey of trusting when you're being shown that next step that some people might not get it. Right. And but you, you need can't those deny people around it. you. You can text me anytime. I'm going to tell okay, you. Okay, great. Thank go you. Go for it. Thank you. Yes. Because that's just you it. Those it's people. like, we, I just heard you say, mm-hmm. I'm getting it really clearly, but then we take it right back. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe that's not the smartest move. You know, it's like, we yeah. can get that message loud and clear and just constantly talk ourselves out of it. I mean, I do yeah. it all the time, but oh my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. And I feel like there was a reason too. I know you said in your network marketing, like, could you have done it there? Yes. But I also feel like it wasn't your path, you know, mm-hmm. that there was, I mean, Gabby Bernstein, the universe has your back. It's like you finally pivot and go into this yeah. thing that you know you're called to. And it's just like, it's unlocked, right? That yep. level is unlocked for you. And and it's reaffirming to you that this is exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for now. Who at knows least for where? Now. Yeah. Like I always tell, I tell people all the time in my community, there's this, so this dream of mine, it's not so secret of a dream, but 
I can't audition for it until I'm 55. So I've got some time. There's this group in Phoenix called the Golden Grannies. They're this. Oh, group of, I've seen them. Yes. yes. They're like, you know, uh, 55 plus women who do these hip hop routines at yes. halftime of sporting events. And my actual life dream is to be a golden granny. I'm just kind of like buying my oh time my until God. then. So yes. who knows what this will evolve into, but, um, but it's so cool to be at the point of the journey where I know I don't need to know. In fact, if I tried to foresee the future too far out, I can get like general, like there's some yeah. things that I have on my, like, that would be cool list, yeah. but I don't have a clear picture of what it looks like 10 or 15 years from now, or even five. Yeah. Because if I did, I would be seeing that vision as the current version of myself, right? Where if I think of myself five years ago, I never could have envisioned this. So why would currently right. try to see five years out Absolutely. with complete certainty and clarity? I totally agree. And you know, people, it's silly, but people often refer to me as the vision queen. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe two to three years out max, like maybe yeah. two to three years out just for the reason you're saying. It's like, if we go further out and we're really doing all the things, you're going to sell yourself so short. And if you even go two to three years out, I always say like, I have a vision that is so crystal clear, but I am probably 75% sure it's not going to turn out that way. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, or the way you won't get there in the way that yeah. you expect. Right. Yeah. It, it's wild. And it's, it's so easy to say it's much harder to, to own. It's harder yeah. to trust. But when you find that sweet spot and you're, you're, you allow yourself to settle into the unknown, mm -hmm. which if we want to go back to our buddy, Joe Dispenza, that's yes. where all that's, that's actually where results happen. It has to be yeah. in the unknown. Yes. Otherwise it would be nothing new. Right. Then the more I've learned to settle myself in that spot and continue to focus on growth, have a vision for myself and my life, but leave the room for magic. That's yeah. the sweet spot. Yes. Yes. I think it's like Buddhism. It's like you have the vision, but you're completely unattached to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that is, that is absolutely just like you said, the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. So good. So can you tell us more about the event? I know you've got, it's coming up. Is it, it already is. sold out? It's not sold out as of okay, today. Good. We're officially a month out and yeah, we physically only have so many seats in the yeah. room this year. We've maxed out the space that we've had it in the last three years. And it's, I'm very biased. So take this for what it's worth. It's the best day of the year. It's my favorite day wow. of the year. For those of you who okay. know you are meant for more that it's, it's just a room that we've curated to embody everything that we've talked about today. Yeah. And ultimately it kind of comes down to what I was looking for as a female entrepreneur yes. was that space that I was perfectly accepted and, and just allowed to be the fullest, most ambitious version of mm. me. I didn't have to water it down. Yeah. I could wear the most extra outfit that I wanted to wear. I love some of your extra outfits Listen, like so much. Somehow this has become like a very fashionable event, which is hilarious because that was so not at all. That's another story for another day. But um, but I but I love that because it's just a an a space where women know it's safe to bring that version of themselves yeah. and also the space that it's just as safe. We get very real about mm -hmm. the, the fears, the challenges, the vulnerable parts that we some, especially I think as we have more success, we feel like, well, I can't let people know that I still worry about that because right. they won't want to listen to me. We break all of that down. Yeah. I only bring in speakers that are willing to keep it so real. Yeah. And they're women who you look up to and they have this amazing success, but they share with you the, the version of the story that often doesn't get put on social media or in right. you know the Forbes article about yeah. them. It's, it's just the realness. It humanizes anyone yeah. who you look up to right now and helps you see that you are the same. You can oh. do this too. Yes, 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 yes. And that's just it. I mean, I think yeah. that's the veil comes off, right? The veil comes off. And when you can connect and really, and, and I think that's one thing probably you and I both did a lot of, you know, being just obsessive almost about like people's stories and, yeah. you know, biographies yeah. and documentaries. Like I can't get enough. I've been that way for decades. 
And it's like, the more you dig in, you're like, oh, oh, and you realize they're, they're just human beings, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're scared too. And they're feeling forward and they're unsure of themselves and, and they have good days and bad days. And it just makes it so much more possible for you. You know, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. So tell the audience, tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can plug into all of the things. Yeah. Well, I always say the easiest place is probably to find everything under powerhouse women. So powerhouse women is the podcast. If you love Mm -hmm. podcasts, we have a great one over there. And then the event is just powerhousewomenevent.com. It's August 25th and 26th in Scottsdale. Um, and we, we do have a virtual option. So now that we're getting oh, so awesome. close, yeah, uh, it may not be possible to hop on a plane, join us in Scottsdale. We may be sold out by the time people hear this, but um, if you're connected on our social channels and things like that, we have a something really special we're doing with the virtual tickets this year to make it accessible mm. to everyone, no matter where you live. Whether or not you can afford to buy a ticket, just stay tuned because if you yeah. want to to be in that room virtually or in person, uh, there's going to be plenty of options for that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. I adore you, Lindsay. And I just, I'm so grateful for your time tonight and your wisdom and your knowledge. And, and truly, I'm just so grateful that you have kept going. You have continued to put one foot in front of the other because you're your work and your bravery have unlocked it for, I mean, hundreds of thousands of women at this point. So Mm. I applaud you in that. And I really thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and just for sharing your people with me. I don't take that lightly. And it's just, uh, it's so cool to be on this journey with other women who remind me every day that I am not alone. And that's ultimately, I think what I want people to know is that you aren't alone. We say in powerhouse women, you're not meant to do this alone. And you are now one of the people that reminds me of that. So it's so fun to chat with you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you next week. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week. 